0: Hi, welcome to Is This a Ghost? Um, As you can tell by the fact that there are two uh, middle-aged white males with microphones at the front of the room, this is a podcast. (laughs) Uh, My name's Clayton Smith, and every week I tell my friend Patrick Dean a uh, real ghost story from real history that he does not take real seriously. Not yet. Not yet? (laughs) Every week we try, and it's not happened yet. Um, All right, first of all, I just want to say thank you to C2E2. This is our very first live show, and Patrick asked me not to ask this, but I'm going to do it. Have any of you actually heard this podcast before? No. We got three, and that's that's more than we expected, to be honest. And was that useful information? Uh, No, in hindsight, I wish I had not asked. (laughs) So... We're very excited that you all decided to come and spend some time with us. Um, so here are some ground rules for those of you who do not know what this show is about, which is almost everyone. Uh, it's about ghosts, as you've gotten from the title. Um, a bit of a content warning. We talk about um, some pretty macabre things here because that's, that's how you make ghosts. It's basically the recipe is <laughs> being dead is part of it. Um, so if that's not something that's comfortable for you, you're probably in the wrong place, but probably also, to be honest, at the wrong con. um what else it's there's some adult language as well so if that is uh if that's not something you are into this is a great time to not be here anymore um and then uh the only other thing you have to know is patrick has no idea now or in or ever any week ever Mm -hmm. uh what story he is going to hear and what ghost he's going to learn about tonight so he's coming in fresh
1: all coming in fresh
0: We're all coming in. Patrick is like you all. It's like he's never listened to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever listened to this show?
1: Um, I mean, I, well, well, I'll be honest. I I play the podcast, I kind of scrabble to the end just so it counts, and then, you know.
0: Okay, okay, appreciate that. Um, Before we start, we also want to say thank you to our, we have a sponsor, and they are called Pickney Bend Distillery. Now, you've probably never heard of Pickney Bend Distillery because you've never listened to our podcast. They're a very small distillery in rural Missouri but they have very recently expanded to Chicago. You can find their gins at Binny's now. So those of you who are local, uh, go to Binny's, check them out. They have an amazing selection of gins. They're really, really fantastic. They're really wonderful people. They're the hardest working people in the gin game, which is probably a thing that is- The gin that is, game? It, the or gin game is absolutely game. a thing. Yes. Yeah, and they're the ones who do it best. So um, you can find them at pinckneyben um, Other housekeeping, anything else? No. We're recording this. It will go live, so don't do anything too embarrassing. Yes, nobody,
1: like, yell at your social security number because it's <laughs> going to be recorded. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Um, we didn't really – I didn't know which story to tell. There are so many ghost stories in the world. I didn't know what to tell tonight. And I thought, well, what do popular podcasts do? Uh, <laughs> and what a lot of them do when they do a live show is they'll do, like, a, a, a local story. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. There's plenty of Chicago ghosts. We could do that. Makes sense. Um, but I know a lot of you might not be necessarily from the Chicago area. I don't just wanna throw you in cold, so I thought we would start off by doing a very brief primer on some of the uh, major historical events of Chicago, if you'll uh, indulge me. Uh, number one, we burned it down once. <laughs> we burned this city to the ground and we blamed it on an immigrant and her cow. Uh, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's, our, that's our level setting here, that's our ground level. Um, our river flows backward. It used to flow into the lake. And then all the people in Chicago were like, hey, all this, uh, the I don't know, what do we call it drippings of yeah. the slaughterhouses? Yeah. Drippings is the, the, the right term. Yeah. yeah, the extras, the extra bits. These are getting our drinking water. Does our water taste like pig blood to you? And they're like, yeah, more than acceptable. <laughs> A little bit. So they reversed it. And now uh, they made it so all the poor people's water tasted like pig blood instead. Now <laughs> it goes today. Now it uh, eventually drains out to the Mississippi and into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, which is fun. This is Lincoln Park. It's one of our most expensive neighborhoods and a beautiful park. It's riddled with skeletons. Underneath the ground are over a thousand dead bodies. This was a uh, in the early times of Chicago. It was a graveyard. Uh, the problem is they made all the gravestones out of wood, and then the Chicago Fire. Most of those gravestones burned up, and so when the city expanded later, and they were like, "Hey, we should move these bodies," everyone was like. I don't know who these bodies are. So they did move some of them. Most of them they did not. So if you go to Lincoln Park today, you are walking over. Uh, it's, it's chock-a-block with ghost friends. So uh, be wary of that. And then finally, um, possibly the most important event in modern Chicago history. Uh, on August 8, 2004, the Dave Matthews Band <laughs> tour bus. Yeah, some of you are local. <laughs> Parks on one of our bridges and dumped its sewage tank onto the Chicago River. Uh, which is bad enough on its own, it's made infinitely worse by the fact that there just happened to be a Chicago Architectural Center tour bus going under that bridge at that time. They literally, this is, I, I don't use the word literally lightly, they literally <laughs> dropped 800 pounds of human waste on top of this boat. Now the next picture you will see is a picture of that. If you don't want to see 800 pounds of human feces, <laughs> this is a good time to maybe look away.
1: Mm. <laughs> It's so much worse than I thought it would be. It's very bad. I had mentally prepared for like 10 seconds, and it's so much worse than I 800
0: thought. 800 pounds of shit is very many, hmm. very many pounds. Um, and that's a seminal moment in our history. <laughs> so that's Chicago. Welcome, those of you who are not from here. Let's get to the ghost story. <laughs> All right, so in uh, the year 1905, the company Western Electric opened a beautiful new facility in, uh, in scenic Cicero, Illinois. Any uh, any Cicero, Cicero heads here? No? Mm, yeah, that's Shocking. about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cicero, quite famously, is uh, where uh, Al Capone lived for a very long time. Uh, but this is, uh, this is their campus there, so the Western Electric campus out in Cicero is called the Hawthorne Works. Cicero at this time was called Hawthorne, so this is the Hawthorne Works campus. Uh, it was big, as you can see. It consisted of, quote, several buildings and a private railroad. That's very fancy. They produced telephone equipment and refrigerators. Um, now, oh, fun fact, I went too fast. This is a fun fact. In psychology, this has nothing to do with the ghost story. But it's interesting. In (laughs) psychology, yeah, yeah, there's a type of uh, reactivity in in which individuals modify an aspect of their behavior in response to awareness of being observed, kind of like you're doing now.
1: It's mostly sweating, right? It's sweating. Sweating 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 is the thing.
0: thing. Um, That was first observed at the Hawthorne works, and it's called the Hawthorne effect. Hmm. Wow. The more you know. Anyway, so Hawthorne, uh, Western Electric was a huge company, obviously. Uh, this, this campus alone employed up to 45,000 people at the height of its operations. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. it's a lot. Uh, in 1911, no, that's the wrong date. In the, no, it is the right date. In 1911, <laughs> Western Electric was... It's been a long day. They were like, we have a lot of employees. And according to some studies that have come out recently, these employees... Are actual people, and maybe we should do something nice for them sometimes.
1: So pizza party, right? So they said yeah, pizza party, maybe like a basketball. Let's cord. do
0: a book it. Uh,
1: okay. We'll put stickers
0: on a pin, and we'll do a pizza party.
1: <laughs> uh, so
0: in 1911, they held their first annual employee picnic. Oh. These employee picnics went like gangbusters. They were very popular. Um, We'll just, here, so here are some photos from some of the early picnics. There's a little shack
1: mm-hmm. where you get bottles of stuff. I'm willing to bet that's probably bottles of fun stuff. Right? I don't,
0: I, I don't know, that's expensive, <laughs> and they don't like them that much. You can do picnics in the woods. You, there's a marching band. There's this thing.
1: Roller coaster adjacent. I I it's yeah. roller
0: coaster. You're an engineer. How would you describe this?
1: Um, I mean, it's either some sort of like roller coaster photo opportunity, or they just drop them off the other edge of that. <laughs> so they either the just sit here for in yeah.
0: pose, or they just fall. Right. Sure. Yeah. I can't tell if it's a dog or a child in the front.
1: It re- it it really is like a what colors the dress type <laughs> thing. Like is that it's- is that a dog? Is that a child? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of trying to predict where the ghost comes from this. That's why I'm imagining this is maybe... I see what you're A more dangerous photo photo opportunity. Oh, this, this is not the ghost thing.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my
1: jumping ahead. You're part? jumping ahead oh. a bit.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> this is the color part of the show. Um, <laughs> And they did this, which is cool. This is... I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this is, is wash tubs. Is this like
1: bobbing for 19th century women? It's bobbing for humans, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bobbing bobbing for women.
0: That's exactly right. You bring your own wash tub and you swim around in it. And uh, as our producer Ryan pointed out earlier, it's nice that they all have, uh, men and women, they have the same bathing suits. I like that. Uh, Anyway, this picnic is great. You can see why it's popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another reason why it's popular is because this was held on Saturdays and usually because this was 1911, Saturdays is when people would work. This was... Mm-hmm. before, uh, you know, things like labor laws right. uh, were cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like when you would make up for all of your coworkers that died during the week. <laughs> right. This is when right. you'd come and fill in. Work a little harder, friends. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So Saturday was like, oh my God, we get to go to, uh, to, this, to this event and we get to have fun. Um, and the excitement was not at all dampened by the fact that this event would happen in Indiana. <laughs> Michigan City, Indiana, in <laughs> fact, which is, I don't know, it's pretty bad there. Anyone ever been to Michigan City? How do you like? It? Is it nice? No. no, I didn't think so. I Googled it and it didn't look good. Every photo of Michigan City—if you Google image search Michigan City, Indiana—you will see a lighthouse. They're very proud of their lighthouse. Does that sound right? But if you find any photos that like pull that scope out a little bit bigger, mm. it's like waste plant and uh, you know, tire uh, fire. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, it's not the worst place in Indiana. There are worse. Anyway, so we are gonna zero in, Patrick, on the uh, the events of the fifth annual employee picnic.
1: Okay. So four years of you know complete success. Complete success.
0: No no notes. Mm -hmm. Just just floating, just bobbing for floating for down the river. Mm Fair enough. Okay. Uh, And the fifth annual event happened on July twenty fourth, nineteen fifteen.
1: That's the worst day for a picnic. It is so hot. It's literally the hottest day of the year. It's Like the <laughs> farmer's almanac will say, that's the day you stay inside. That's, that's right. Yeah. You do not go outside.
0: Which is like, so it makes sense though. Western Electric's are like, we will give you the day off, but you're gonna pay for it a little bit. You're gonna sweat a lot. Um, so the picnic is across Lake Michigan from Chicago. Again, the work, so those of you, if you're not from Chicago, so Cicero is a little bit west of here. Um, obviously Chicago is here where we are in this world. You've probably seen the lake across the lake is uh, is is Indiana Michigan, and so you have to cross the lake if you're going to get there. This is a problem because in 1911, all these these working class people, there's no way for them to get easily to Michigan City, Indiana, besides their little boats. Besides their <laughs> little wash tubs, okay, that's yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there, I, there, if there was a road out of Chicago, it probably dead ended at Hyde Park, I would assume. Um, and uh, and so how are you going to get there? You're going to get there by. Any ideas? Oh. You're going to go by boat. Obviously. Thank you. Thank you, three people who know how travel works. You're going to go there by boat. <laughs> and so, Western Electric chartered. How many boats do you think of this size
1: they would have chartered, Patrick? Mm, for 45,000 people? Yes, sir. I'm going to wager at least two. Five, friend. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a lot of those boats. Way too many boats. They get a lot more people shoving that boat than us anticipating.
0: Uh, well, that's going to become <laughs> important later. <laughs> so... Uh, so they chartered five boats, and they thought, "This is way too many boats. Like, this is a great number of boats because everyone will have space to stretch out It'll mm-hmm. be cool. Right. Um, there's lots of room on these boats." Mm-hmm. The first boat to take off from Chicago was a boat called the SS Eastland. This is the Eastland. Is that ringing a bell for any locals? Yes. Yeah, a couple people have suddenly got very sad. <laughs> 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 Now, the Eastland was known as the Speed Queen of the Great Lakes, which is a title that is now held by my ex-wife's cousin. <laughs> That's a joke I prepared in advance.
1: Oh, you're right. oh, Yeah, no. You can cross off the list. She, yeah, I'll cross it off.
0: <laughs> She's very nice, actually. She doesn't listen to this podcast, though. Um, so more than 7,000 tickets have been sold for the picnic as a whole. Five boats was, again, a very, it's a, it's a lot of boats. It's too many boats, mm-hmm. and they felt good about that. But employees had been encouraged to arrive early. Mm-hmm. And again, this is their, like, most of them should be working. Right. Their 18-hour shift yep. today. So they're like, <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to drink on the company's dime mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We're getting on the first boat. <laughs> um, they were really excited. So they all show up on the first boat. Um, there are also a lot of families. And uh, as you know, mm-hmm. you have children, maybe more than I yes. do. yeah. Uh, And they wake up at, what, 4 (laughs) a.m.? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so you're awake anyway. You may as well get on the first boat Mm -hmm. with your kids. Uh, Get this uh, whole thing over with as fast as possible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) please, let's get to a place where they can run around. Uh, And uh, so so many people are like, fuck it, let's go on the early boat. And a lot of people showed up early. Again, too many people showed up early. (laughs) So the Eastland is scheduled to leave by 7.15 a.m., by seven o'clock, men, women, and children were boarding at the rate of fifty per minute. I did math.
1: That, how can you even throw people onto a boat at at one? It's a almost se- one yeah. per second. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> you really couldn't drop people onto the boat that fast, and yet. Yes, and yet they
0: uh, they managed to do it. Uh, so they uh, they were just streaming onto this boat. As the boat filled with its passengers, the boat does this thing that in nautical terms is called l- listing, which means it starts to kind of fall over a little bit. It starts to go like this. Mm. Um, no one really seemed to care very much, though. Well, but I, I guess mean, probably it's
1: fine. 7.15, you're probably already...
0: Two I, I, the they're day-drinking <laughs> hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the boat righted itself, though, uh, and at 7.18 a.m., the crew was like, I think we're good. I'm going to call it. We're good. <laughs>
1: if, if the boat crew says it's fine, the whole thing tipped over for a minute, but I think it's cool now. But it
0: didn't tip all the way over, so I think we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so they pull on the gangplank. Now, the Eastland is licensed at this point to carry 2,500 passengers uh, and then the crew. Mm-hmm. So all told, that's about 2,570 total people, 70 crew members. Uh, but there were so many people who were early, crowding onto the ship. They go a little over the limit. Now, it's not too much over the limit. There were uh, 2,572 passengers and crew on board. Mm,
1: but where are those two passengers sitting? Are they That's right? the whole thing. They're, on, <laughs> they're
0: both on the starboard <laughs> side. You know, it's going to tip it. <laughs> so there are only two people over. But as they pull the gangplank in, there's a man named E.W. Sladke um, who was running up to the dock. He was late, but he was like, I'm not missing this
1: boat. Or the next four boats, apparently.
0: Like- <laughs> the next one was leaving literally five minutes later. <laughs> 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 he could have waited but he did not and he ran up and he leapt from the wharf and slammed into the side of the boat oh my god get on that first boat EW mm-hmm. <laughs> he was grabbed by the other passengers he was hauled in and he was uh, I assume very proud of himself mm-hmm.
1: so now we're 2573 that's right okay, so now right. there's 2573 right. that's the okay. point yes yeah. so now we're three people over 2572 we were cool at 2573 and the whole thing starts to go to- yeah 2572 know was fine
0: 2573 <laughs> that's where you have trouble so this exceeds the boat's maximum capacity by three people. Now, it already was listing, so the boat's a little heavy. Mm. Um, but it's not just the people. So earlier, uh, a few years earlier, 1912, there was another ship that had a little bit of a whoopsie, and it was called the Titanic. Uh, this boat sank. Mm. Have you heard of this? Uh. Yeah, yeah. No. Rather famously, so when the Titanic sank, it didn't have nearly enough lifeboats on board for all the people. I do remember, yeah. That's it, part yeah. It of, did have
1: enough big wooden planks, though. I do it remember did that. not have
0: enough uh, doors, actually. I'm glad um, you mentioned that, because uh, Jack didn't make it. Again,
1: plenty of room. I had plenty of room. I, uh. um,
0: but because of this, because there were not enough of lifeboats or doors, in March of 1915, so this is like a few months before the Eastland uh, mm-hmm. thing happens, yep. uh, President Woodrow Wilson... He signs a bill into law that requires every boat in America to have enough lifeboats for at least 75% of its passengers.
1: What? Wait, I'm sorry. Hang on. Go on. (laughs) You have questions? (laughs) And and the other 25% are just assumed to be great swimmers? Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they were instrumental in the boat sinking at the beginning. Well, Patrick, you're going to have some people on board
0: who don't vote, so... (laughs)
1: one last election with 55% of the votes, <laughs> so 75% right. get boats. The Pretty other generous. One. Right.
0: Um, yeah, so that's one problem is that uh, that still leaves 25% unaccounted for. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem great. Uh, and there's another issue with this. Um,
1: boats are heavy, like lifeboats. Yeah. They don't weigh nothing, right? You really are
0: an engineer. Uh,
1: you know, I've, I've, I'm starting to see where this is leading. You're getting there. So they have way too many lifeboats. Way too many lifeboats. Uh-huh. Which is becoming a bit of a, uh, an ironic situation. It sure is. Uh-huh. Okay. And then uh, what happens after this? Well, it's
0: not just that they had way too many lifeboats, which are heavy, but they also had to store them up on the upper decks. So now it's a top-heavy boat, <laughs> which is not what you want.
1: Yeah, this, it, this is
0: definitely more of a lessons learned boat. This, this, yeah. this, is, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this
1: is definitely a boat that gets taught later on in life, isn't it? That's right.
0: Uh, so at this time, uh, people who worked in shipping said that um, to, to the president's <laughs> decision, bless you. Bless you, Simone. Uh, this is a bad idea because, and this is a quote, some Great Lakes vessels with their shallow drafts would turn turtle if you attempted to navigate them with this additional weight on the upper decks. Just some. I assume <laughs> that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> I would say in any, any, any boat that turns turtle, as it were, mm-hmm. that's, that's a failure of the boat. Right? That's not what that's you want not, from yeah, a boat. That's, that's, really that's not what you want from a boat. Definitely. So
0: a few months later, here we are at the Eastman, uh, Eastland, uh, which was designed to carry originally six lifeboats. Now it was carrying 11 lifeboats. Hmm.
1: Plus the three extra people.
0: Plus so, three extra people. Yeah. Plus 37 life rafts, each of which weighed 1,100 pounds. <laughs>
1: Okay. okay. And
0: yeah. <laughs> enough six-pound life jackets for all two thousand five hundred seventy passengers and A crew. Six-pound life jacket.
1: Six-pound life jacket. This, That's
0: gonna sink you it to the of, bottom it, of the river. Is it
1: made of stone? What yes. Kind of, I'm, I'm...
0: <laughs> the life part is afterlife. They're really afterlife jackets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, so all this weight is on the boats. Mm-hmm. It's mostly on the upper decks. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. So that's not great. Yeah. Nobody wants to go up there. It's like middle of July. So we'll just stop all the, <laughs> yeah. all the safety crap up yeah. there. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um,
0: now, it does get a little worse. So <laughs> even though the Eastland was cleared for you know, about 2,500 passengers, mm-hmm. it was actually built to carry 500 passengers. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have questions about that? Or?
1: <laughs> is, this, is this one of these things where people just progressively got more... Hefty, and that's and that's where the rating comes in. Or how does this work?
0: I guess if it's designed for five hundred, and then mm. they say later you can do twenty five hundred people, mm. got much smaller. Oh, uh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. all right, <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: 2,500 children, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. <laughs> that's <fair>. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't read what this sign says. It's all glossed over here, but I'm pretty sure it says twenty five hundred. I'm pretty sure, sure this is going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and
0: it was actually built to carry five hundred people. It had no keel, which uh, I, look, friends, I don't know much about boats. I do know that a keel is there for balance. Like, they have a word for it. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't <laughs> yeah. they? If you can name it, it's important. <laughs> um, so, those, so the keel is a part that goes under the boat that, like, helps you kind of keep it not from turtling. Not from killing everybody. This thing, right? yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's key. And yet. This one didn't have that because they were like, we don't need it. It's right. a
1: 500-person boat. We're going to be gone for five minutes. Yeah. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, this was right. a boat designed, actually, to take 500 passengers to one place and then load it up with cargo mm-hmm. and then ship it back. Right. And, um... Oh, I guess cargo doesn't need keels for, right. for, so, for 1900 reasons.
1: I'm starting to realize. Is a is previous photo. Would to, you like to go back to? Yeah. Uh, that's Jack. Oh, that's Woodrow. Oh, sorry. Jack. One more. Jack? One more. One more. That's Titanic. Yep. That's this again?
0: Unamos. Okay.
1: Are these a life raft? <laughs> that's kind of what I'm starting to realize. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a life raft testing right here. It's doing it really <laughs> poorly. <laughs> like, you know what? Put 600 of these on the boat. It'll be fine. Everyone can crowd in. It'll be totally cool.
0: They were used to using them. They put have been more successful, maybe. Well, oh, wait, don't oops, look at that. oopsie did. Nope, oops. Nope. Ah, shoot. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. The boat doesn't make it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's already top-heavy. It's filled with so many people. And then they put lifeboats on top and the life jackets and all the things and the wash tubs. Um, now, there were safety certifications that had to be done to this boat. And those were done. And mm-hmm. so during those certifications, mm-hmm. the inspectors come on, the Eastland had wobbled, which was... N- Again. An acceptable level of Not wobble? what you want in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, safety inspectors only focused on the boat's performance when it was actually moving. Okay. So they said, yeah, it wobbles a lot when it's hanging out.
1: But it didn't sink when I was on it. Didn't sink. So we went all the way
0: across the river and I didn't die. So I think it's great.
1: <laughs> it's a very Chicago inspection, by the way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. There were some palms greased on that one for sure. Uh, so according to transportation historian, which sounds like the most boring job on the fucking planet... Uh, yeah. George W. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, it was said of her that she behaved like a bicycle, being unstable when loading or unloading, but stable when underway.
1: <laughs> it, 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 or did it behave like a bicycle that you throw out in the middle of the river? Yes. That's kind of what right. it looks like When you me, ride yeah. a bicycle on water, that's how this was. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, my, my notes are misconstrued. I meant this is lethal to everyone on board.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you took this the incorrect way. Um... It may also surprise you that the boat actually had a history of performing not very well. In 1904, it nearly capsized with 3,000 people on board. You'll remember the limit is Mm -hmm. 2,500. In 1906, it listed very heavily with 2,530 people on board. Mm -hmm. And in 1914, the the St. Joseph Chicago Steamship Company bought the Eastland for $150,000. Mm-hmm. Which in today's money is just over four million. Okay, it's a sizable chunk of money, mm-hmm. but um, apparently mm-hmm. I, it's not too. Much. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's a this is a good boat. Yeah, but they they clearly didn't check the Carfax on it. So i new. No, no they did all. not. Okay,
0: <laughs> a few days. So this is a bit of a foreshadowing, everybody. Um, a few days after the Western Electric picnic, uh, this man testified at a coroner's inquest, and he said, "Quote: I didn't know much about the boat except we got it at a bargain. All I do is sign blank checks." Said man on way to jail. (laughs) (laughs) So you see where this is going. Uh, Okay, so back to July 24th, 1915. So the Mm. Eastland pulls its gangplank, like I said, it's 718. It's already listed once. EW jumps on board. And at 723, it lists again, but further. And it's important to note at this point: the boat is still
1: tied to the dock. It's not left. We've we have not even left the parking spot yet. We've not? And we are already in some sort of an accident.
0: Correct. It's listing heavily. Um, water starts to pour
1: in through the open gangways into the engine room.
0: Is the engine important?
1: The it I mean it, it, it makes it go, but at this point, going is not the problem with the boot. <laughs> That's true. It needs to stop going whatever wherever yeah. it's
0: going. Um you know it's, so the crew down there. They were well, like, there's a crew down there. Oh, yeah. It's important to them, then. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they felt that way, too. They were like, oh, no. No, thank you. Um, they didn't even bother trying to bail out. They just all headed for the ladder. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <I thought they laughs> oh, sorry. The water, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought they just like, committed themselves to their, to their fate. Like, oh, there's water coming <laughs> Well, in. you go down with well. the Well, <laughs> it's been fun, everybody.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so they all run for the ladder. They get the hell out. And five minutes later, at 7.28 a.m., the Eastland— Did they tell
1: anybody, by the way? Tell anybody what that they are fleeing the ship. Well, I think it's pretty <laughs> I mean, clear that the boat is about to fall over. Yeah, like if, if 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 you're ever on a boat and the whole boat tips over like thirty degrees and all the crew comes out like rats from below deck to jump overboard, it's time for you to also get off of said boat. So, That's a good yeah.
0: advice. If uh, if the people mm-hmm. working a thing leave that thing, you mm-hmm. should leave that thing. This counts for That's, roller
1: coasters. Yes. Uh, really? I, I mean, honestly, anything. Yeah. Houses. Every you know. Yeah.
0: Everything. Um. <laughs> God, where are we? All right. oh sorry <laughs> So, uh, so they all run away. Five minutes later, at seven twenty-eight a.m., so the Eastland is listed now to a full forty-five degree angle.
1: That's pretty much a point of no return.
0: Right it's there. halfway yeah, to the water. Yeah. Near everybody that's
1: on that side of the boat is now hanging onto the railings there. and their yes. children. Yes. uh A piano on the main deck rolled and slammed. P- I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're concerned about it being three people overweight and there is a goddamn piano rattling <laughs> around inside of the boat. In hindsight, mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> now, admittedly, we didn't put the piano on the top like the twenty five thousand pounds piano. The piano of was, was, was on
0: the yeah. next from top deck. Yeah, yeah, so. It was on the
1: luxury deck. And so
0: <laughs> Yep. That rolled and it slammed into the port wall, um, almost crushing two women. <laughs>
1: I don't think they've gonna have a lot to worry about in a few minutes either, so it's really fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to
0: have bigger problems very uh-huh. soon. That's true. Um, a refrigerator slid somewhere on the boat.
1: <laughs> there,
0: yes, like, there's a refrigerator. How
1: long are they on this boat that they need a refrigerator? It's like a 20-minute trip. Right? <laughs> um, refrigerator slid it's, and... It's, it's be like if you put a refrigerator on the blue line. Really. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah. We
0: could use a refrigerator on blue line for all the people drinking beer on the blue line these days. <laughs> it would be nice to have a place to store that. <laughs> Um, the refrigerator slid, quote, pinning a woman or two beneath it. Or two? You know how it is with was women. There was <laughs> Can't there wasn't count all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, so water now starts flooding in through portholes. so mm-hmm. Now it's the higher up. It's 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 not going. It's not going well.
1: Mm-hmm. The boat is not doing great. This photo is no longer representative of the boat's experience. That's correct. <laughs>
0: um, water starts pouring in. You've seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, two minutes later, the entire ship rolls over. Again, it's still tied to the dock. <laughs> They've not left. So it's not going anywhere, at least. That's, That's nice. right. It's solid. It's, it's, uh, they're going to know exactly where they're to find all the bodies. Right. That's right. Uh, Carl Sandberg happened to be there, famous poet. Uh, at this point, he was a not-famous journalist. He was writing for the International Socialist Review, and he wrote that the Eastland rolled, quote, like a dead jungle monster shot through the heart. Mm. He got better later in life. It, writing, he did. Writing. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. He won Pulitzers after this, yeah. not before this. It rolled
1: like a dead jungle monster <laughs> shot through the... You know, I've oh, been drinking oh. all day, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you know, monsters in the jungle. You I can name one right now, monsters. there are many. Oh, fucking monsters out there. <laughs>
0: uh, so by 7.30 a.m., the Eastland was lying on its side, as you see here, in 20 feet of water. Mm. 20 feet of water. So a lot of you, I assume, are familiar with the Chicago River. It's not a big body of water.
1: It is a disgusting body of water. It's very gross. I'd rather not be twenty feet or maybe like two inches. I think,
0: I'll just say it. I think if you're going to go into the Chicago River, death might be preferable
1: <laughs> than living with that shape. <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, we gave you a content warning earlier. Don't 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 groan at <laughs> us. Um, so so this is obviously surreal. It's a river, and there are. Plenty of survivors, as you see here, and they just mm. climbed casually over the deck, the ones who to, were able Yeah, to the next boat, Yeah. I mean, the picnic's got to go on. It's the picnic. <laughs> so they just climb over the railing, um, and they stand on the starboard side, as you see, and mm. they just walked off. But meanwhile, obviously, all these people are, you know, they're drowning, and they're, mm. it's a very serious, terrible thing. Um, as the Smithsonian Magazine puts it, they never got their feet wet, some of the survivors. Mm uh others the problem is most <laughs> the most other, people their
1: problems with the others
0: most sure. people had more problems than that so a reporter for the chicago herald wrote quote when the boat toppled on its side those on the upper deck were hurled off like so many ants being brushed from a table in an instant the surface of the river was black with struggling crying frightened drowning
1: humanity <laughs> this is not sandberg here by the way i don't think i can read Sand- the next it- line oh <laughs> it's, uh- no, go on. No, go on. Go on. It's upsetting. I don't know how to read anyway, so you can just go on with that. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: infants floated about like corks. Mm. I shouldn't have read it. Yeah, I yeah I should you should probably have skipped should have skipped it. it. That I, have that have skipped one. it. I apologize. Um, and in total, when it's was all said and done, 844 people drowned in the Chicago oh my River. God. That's about one person for every pound of fecal matter that Dave Matthews put onto the boat.
1: Did you do the quick math or did you I have the written the down? Quick, no, it's okay, okay, that's a written down one. <laughs> um,
0: and more tragically, uh, oh, I should say, similarly tragically, more <laughs> tragically than a comparison to Dave Matthews' fecal matter, um, 22 entire families were wiped out by this. Oh Ugh. It's, it's incredibly sad. Um, By the way, I have a disclaimer in here. I encourage everyone to not Google this story. (laughs) If you do, you'll see a lot of very upsetting photos. Um, That's not a joke. I sort of wish I hadn't picked this story. So don't do that unless you like being upset by things. Uh, But in terms of strictly passenger numbers, more people died on the Eastland than the Lusitania or the Titanic. Oh, my goodness. Now, more people died on those ships, mm-hmm. but those were not passenger numbers. Right. Um, most of them were crew on those other ships. Uh, and on, this is the biggest passenger disaster in history. Wow. 844 passengers. Now, because so many people died, the coroner had to set up some makeshift morgues. Um, Chicago has a, <laughs> it's a very strong history of makeshift morgues, actually. What's the... What was that heat wave was how that was like 15 years ago oh, they did the ice trucks and stuff it's bad <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> Chicagoans around. sure um, so one of them was in the reed murdoch building which you might know as i know it as the uh the Britannica building they set up a morgue here uh which is obviously if you're not from chicago it's right on the river right across the river from where this boat uh tipped over Uh, So they put a a lot of the bodies here in the base of this building. Mm -hmm. And today, people who work in this building will report strange sounds coming from empty rooms. Mm -hmm. Lights will, of course, flicker on and off. Um, Doors will slowly creak open and then suddenly slam shut. Uh, And there are shadow people who hang out in the
1: hallways. Okay. All right. Refrigerators slide about, pianos slam into the walls, things of that nature as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: But even more bodies were brought to the 2nd Regiment Armory in the West Loop. Uh, And some of you might know that armory later became Harpo Studios, home of our Oprah. Um, The staff of Harpo, and including Oprah Winfrey herself, would hear sounds of children playing up and down the hallways. There was supposedly, in this building, there was one women's restroom where they would hear the sound of a woman sobbing. There were crashing sounds the night watchmen could never identify. And from time to time, security cameras would pick up an image of a woman in an old-time gray dress wandering the halls oh in the middle goodness. of the night. Uh, Oprah saw her a few times herself, nicknamed her the Gray Lady. She is very open with this. You can find interviews with Oprah where she talks about the ghosts that were in Harpo. Uh, and now that building is a McDonald's. <laughs> 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 it's a very nice McDonald's. It's the McDonald's headquarters. Um... But uh, we should uh, all go over there later. After this, we're all going to McDonald's and see if it's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, there are ghosts in the Chicago River itself. So um, there's a river walk along the river. It's very nice, except for when it's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Folks hanging out on the river walk have seen faces of people floating in the water, which is...
1: Are are, are these ghosts? Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, to be clear. Yeah. (laughs) I've been down there before and seen some Except on St. Patrick's stuff. Day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've also seen hands reaching up through the water. Hmm. Very upsetting. There are multiple police reports, and again you can find, um, of people who have been dining on the waterfront, who have seen people thrashing around in the water. When the police arrive, there's no one there. Now that may be someone drowned. I was going to say, yeah. That, <laughs>
1: that, <laughs> that might not be a ghost. I don't know if I would make a police call yeah. at that point. I may just, you know... Do something about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe a buoy. Yeah, there are a, buoys. Yeah, throw them a six-pound buoy and try and knock them in the head with <laughs> yeah. it and see what happens. Yeah.
0: Um, so we encourage you, whether you live in Chicago or if you're a you're a tourist like Patrick, um, go uh, go check out the river while you're here. If you see a ghost, please tell them we were very respectful of their story. That would be nice for us. <laughs> don't want to be haunted. Um, don't tell them about the babies floating like corks thing. I shouldn't have said it. Bad for the room. I told you I shouldn't have said yep. it. Um, and one small, uh, one small addendum to this story. I don't have pictures for this, but um, any Chicago Bears fans here? It's tough, huh? It's tough out there for us <laughs> Chicago Bears fans. It's brave. Oh, look at that a whole bag. That's great. Um, so, uh, you probably know why the initials GSH are on the jerseys, right? For George, our old friend George. George Hollis, who, um, who played for and coached and then owned eventually the Bears, he's, he's royalty here um, for sports fans. Uh, in 1915, George Hollis actually had family who worked at Western Electric, and uh, they invited him out to the picnic, and George Hollis was supposed to be on that first boat. He was supposed wow. to be on the Eastland, but he slept in, uh, <laughs> and he was late.
1: Which, once again, the lesson this is procrastination
0: is key. Is key to That's, everything uh, in yeah, Yes, true. correct. Always sleep in, everybody. Uh, apparently, he told everyone he was going on the boat. And so when news of the disaster struck, this was before you know, the you know, like text message, mm. um, friends began like sending telegrams to his family, being like, I'm so sorry about your loss. George mm. has died, blah, mm. blah, blah. And then when George reality, is like, he's like hungover. hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do have a headache, but I'm still here. Um, but if he hadn't slept in, uh, he may have died on that boat. And the bears, you know... They couldn't be any worse, they'd probably be the same. (laughs) I love them, but they're not doing great. (laughs) Um, So that is the story of the SS Eastland. We have some time left, so what I wanna do before we go, um, do any of you have ghost stories that you would like to share with us, that you could tell us? This is a yes, it's a strong yes from the front row. I was watching the movie, Annabelle, and I felt like some and someone sat in the middle. So it's like so, someone grabbed the remote and the TV just shut off. And the doll like popped up, Annabelle? Yeah. And when she popped up, the TV went out at that exact time. I'm sorry, I don't need details here. The doll popped out in front of you? Not on the TV screen? The doll popped up on the television. Okay, that's... And it's like the head turned, and then it went out. Let me feel it (laughs) better. Okay. Yeah, it was actually on the television, (laughs) the movie. Thank God, okay. Yeah, so the television went out, and I didn't touch it. You know, that was just really strange and weird. Yeah, Yeah, and then we heard some... Well, felt some footsteps as if someone was walking... So Yeah, so it was just a really weird story. So you have a ghost that has pretty good taste in movies. <laughs> I was like, we gotta turn this off.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's a helpful ghost. Yeah. That's a Casper. <laughs> Does anyone else have yeah. a ghost story to share with us? There's a hand over there. Ryan, do you to? I think there's another microphone. There is a microphone in the um Is it a room mic? There's it a is. room mic. Yeah, let's see if it works. It might not. Hello. Hi, it me? sounds
2: great. Perfect. My name is Erin. I used to sing in a youth choir, which met in a church at night, which is never a good idea. Don't do that. Um, but we walked into the sanctuary at one point. It was probably about 7.30, 8 o'clock. It was late at night. It was, you know, dark. And as we're turning the corner into the sort of vestibule area, I swear I saw a shadow figure with like robes or something on because it went like mm.
1: it had
2: movement to it. And before was I, it a priest? Yeah, well, it was, we don't know. Before I could say anything, the girl next to me went, what the F was that? So it oh, wasn't just me. Yeah. And I like that story. Now, what kind
0: of church was this?
2: Uh, I think it was a Unitarian. Oh, like, that, it had yeah,
0: yeah, shifted, yeah, But there no, was a graveyard it, yeah.
2: attached to it, so. I don't yeah. know what like <laughs> Yeah. All right,
0: that's a good one. All right. Anyone else have a ghost story? Yeah, there's a hand. Come on up. Hi. 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 Uh,
2: yeah, I have a ghost story. I uh, used to do a lot of community theater. Uh, out in DeKalb, there's a community theater called Stagecoach Players. Uh, right, yeah. Oh, somebody knows of it. Uh, now, this place, you, you used to go? Oh, oh DeKalb, wow. yes. Uh, this is a very old building. It actually used to be a swingers club down in the basement. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And the, uh, somebody actually... What's the
0: address? There. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Google it. Um, Since uh, it was a bar, it was swinging. You know, things were happening down there. I can't remember what decade somebody was murdered down there, but somebody was shot behind the bar in the basement, and that is where we hang out to get changed and do our cast parties. So after one show, um, a bunch of us are having our cast party down in the kitchen in the basement area, and I was underage, so I was not drinking. And We're not cops. I swear. It's it's
1: totally cool. Um,
2: But everybody else at the exact same time looks up the stairs, which are just right next to the kitchen. Massive staircase. And everybody hears, somebody is coming down the steps and nobody is there. Uh, So all of us look and then look back at each other and say, did you hear that? And we did.
0: Very nice. All right. That's a great one. Everyone survived though, right? Okay, um, good. That's too bad. Someone came in with a sign that said five minutes, so I guess we're we do have time for one. Does anyone else have like one more ghost story? There's one, yeah. All right, close us out strong with the Marty McFly hat. <laughs> all this right, is me ghost so from the future. I have like
3: future. a couple of experiences, um, and like your co-host like isn't a believer in stuff. And I want to say it was like ghosts or whatever, but um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: like I can't really quantify or explain. It, um, sure. So I just moved into my apartment in Chicago, and um, like within a week like really early in the morning, like I was awoken, I didn't know if it was from a dream or whatever, but it was like an ice cold sort of a hand or something wrapped in my forearm and I just woke up and I was like, you know, really um, so visceral. And um, another time I was staying in an Airbnb before I moved out full time in Chicago and um, every morning, and the last one took place early in the morning too, because I'd like to sleep in and stuff. And <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, stop Well, that's that. a secret to survival. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. every morning, there would be, um, like, a pressing on the side. It was, like, a king-size mattress, really mm. used mattress, and just pressing beside mm. me. And I'd wake up, and, like, I'm like, like was that. this from, you know, a dream or something? And um, mm. it was on, like, you know, the second floor. So at first I was thinking someone was, right. like, maybe pushing up or something, but it was, like, the indent. You know, you could feel it
1: right. pushing um,
3: down beside you. And that's the thing, too, is, like, all these people like haven't experienced something like this like oh i want to experience something like but once it, you experience something like that and it's this mm-hmm. really um it shakes you and it makes you true. believe hey so,
1: so just 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 to be clear you woke up in an airbnb with an indent on the bed next to you no, several no, days no, in, no, in no. a row oh, oh okay 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 i was gonna say you were being creeped on otherwise I've, you know <laughs> wait do
0: you still live in the apartment with the icy cold hand That ghost is biding its time. You're gonna to want to move. <laughs> we've done almost a year's worth of these things now. Every week, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna to want to move. None of them improved. They ne- no. They're
1: never like. And then everybody was happy at the end right? of it. It's usually somebody got dragged up the stairs until they had to move
0: by their hair. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're out of time. Thank you all so much. We do this every single week. If you thought this was fun, boy, wait till you hear till there's no audience. <laughs> Those are the really good episodes. Um, you can find us on all the platforms. Is this a ghost? You can obviously, you can, you can scan that and find us um, very simply right now if you want. Um, go and listen and subscribe and tell your friends. Uh, and Chris Evans is here this weekend. Um, go tell him to listen. That'd be cool too. Um, if you get Chris Evans to listen, Patrick will give you $400. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we decided, right? We decided then.
1: Um, anything else, Patrick? Uh, no, I, I, again, I want to thank uh, Mr. Feeney. You know, very, very... Uh, Mentor, uh, constructive, really, for us. Constructive... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Guidance for us earlier today told us just to to go with it. Just to go for it. I appreciate that, Mr. Feeney. (laughs) Thank you all very much.